someone stole my number plates. Welcome to Seti Soppo. This is a podcast where we work out what is the opposite of something that doesn't have a natural opposite. I'm sorry. Just, just to say, hang on, hang Hello, on, there, Sophie, Sophie. You can't. Your number plates were actually stolen. No, I know. It wasn't. It wasn't jokes. I know. Someone spent time removing the registration plates from my car for reasons. I know. It's so bizarre. You're gonna be like your like your little green Peugeot is gonna be like a, a scene of some sort of massive crime. I know. I'm gonna get arrested for a bank robbery that I did not commit. Yeah. I'm going to be the star or, or, of my or own Or I reckon it would be a terrorist attack. Well, I hope not. I that's what it would be. I hope not. Loads of cars parked around it as well. Why didn't they take those? Those plates. Yeah. It's not even got a silly like number plate or a funny one. No. That's what's no. even more confusing. It doesn't seem like, you know, 101 Bumface or something. I wish it did say 101 Bumface. Well, you can get some new ones now. That sounds like a university course. 101 Bumface. Bumface 101, yeah. yeah. How to be a bum yeah. face, the introductory course. See, I'd have thought it was like a, the end of a, an American advertisement, uh, giving out the telephone number. Oh, yeah, they do that. We, why don't we yeah. do that with the use words for numbers? Because it makes because sense. Because we're still having rotatey phones without the, the numbers. But anymore. even even a rotatey phone, what, what I had in like the early 80s, they had letters on the dials because at one point the dialing codes were the first three letters of the town you were calling. Well, yeah, that's, so, that's always so still the case. My face aches and I'm a bum face and I can't drive ache? my car. and Because I've been sulking, Aww. I think, probably. It's just sulking. It hurts your Aww. face. Poor Simon, it does. I was trying to work out if my telephone number has a name. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, it starts 07. So O is a plus. 7 is either P, P, Q, R or S. But then the next one is 9. So unless I manage to make a word starting P, W or Q, X or P, Y. Oh, it might be pyramid. I could have a go. See if I can make pyramid. I'll just do this while you do the podcast. It'll be yeah, fine. no, you, you carry on playing with your phone because that's not antisocial, especially when we're recording. Well, I'm not playing with my phone. I'm writing it down on, on paper because... Oh, I see. Right, anyway, let's move yeah. on. I want to know, what is the opposite of Gary Oldman? <laughs> I know who it is, but go ahead. Okay, well, first of all... exactly I, who it is. I should say that Gary Oldman never... It's John never, Hurt. It's John is it, I don't know. I'll, yeah, we'll it's definitely John Hurt. But the, Gary Oldman never looks the same in any film no. or photograph that he's in. So you could be halfway through a film and two things will happen. One, he will turn up for the first time in the film. Or two, you will realise that the person in the film is Gary Oldman. And you will go, and this is what you always do when you see him, you go, oh, Gary Oldman, like that. And I don't think... John Hurt is the opposite of that. Yeah, because every film he plays John Hurt. That is why he's the... Every single film we go, oh, God, it's John Hurt being John Hurt because he's John Hurt. And there's no differentiator. You go, I'm, I'm Caligula. I Do you know what? That is actually quite a good impression of John Hurt. I'm having my chest ripped open. I am a man that you buy a wizard's wand from. 
I am a man who likes crystal skulls. It's the same dude in everything, because it's John Hurt, and he's just John Hurt, and he's great, and I love him. But he's also the opposite, because he's posh, mm-hmm. and often pretends not to be posh, uh-huh. whereas Gary Oldman is working class, and sometimes pretends to be posh, but often plays working class characters very well. And John Hurt has no family in EastEnders, now, this is what I was going to get to. I think Gary Oldman's sister, I harbour a suspicion that Mo from EastEnders is actually Gary Oldman. I, I think no. one day he's going to tear his face off and go, I am Gary Oldman. And you'll go, oh, it's Gary Oldman. No, that will not happen. Why isn't it Harrison Ford? Because Harrison Ford, I would suggest, plays main characters. Gary Oldman uh, plays villains, uh, but he doesn't play protagonists. That's true. John Hurt also very rarely plays protagonists. He's a side character. Just so he's true. in the same category as Gary Oldman. That is true. Supporting roles. He's also dead, unfortunately. Yeah, he is unfortunately a dead man. Yeah. I think you might be right. It is John actually. Hurt. I think it is John Hurt, yeah. Gary Oldman, of course, is very good friends with Kathy Burke. I don't imagine that John Hurt is very good friends with Kathy Burke. No, I don't think so. Or was very good friends with Kathy Burke. I think they'd, no. they'd get on, because who would get on with Kathy Burke? She's like the most awesome person on the planet. Kathy Burke should run the world. My favourite thing about Kathy Burke, right, is when she went on Parkinson, which is a talk show here in the UK. She said, oh, I remember when I was a kid being here I, and, and practising what I would say when I finally got on Parkinson. And um, Michael Parkinson said, oh, yes, and what would you say? And says... Well, it was such an honour winning Miss World. <laughs> she's she's fucking great and like really great like one of these people I would never want to meet because she's just so perfect you know yeah but she's not perfect that's what's great about her well exactly on Twitter she's not perfect or anything like that it's great I don't follow her on Twitter for that reason as well I'm not having Kathy Burke spoiled spoiled okay I'm gonna bang the gavel I think you're right the opposite of Gary Oldman is John Hurt now, Jamie, Jamie offers lots of suggestions every time we ask for them, so thank you, Jamie. Jamie wants to know, what is the opposite of toenails? Toenails. Yeah. So that's interesting. Okay, so toenails are things like fingernails, but on your feet. According to Wikipedia, they are a horn-like envelope, which is a fun phrase, horn-like, and they have bits on them called the matrix, the lunula, the nail bed. Not lunula, is that's a little moony, this little moony bit. Yeah. They ingrowing, and the first time I heard about an ingrowing toenail being a thing was on Faulty Towers, when Sybil Faulty went into hospital yeah. with an ingrowing toenail. I remember when I first lost a toenail, which was weirdly in the flood of two thousand and six. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know why that happened. I went, I was walking about in the water a lot, you know, waist deep water, trying to catch my fish and rescue furniture and that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, the next day my toenail fell off. Weird. Did you get? Don't know, bitten? I don't remember hitting it. Did you? No, don't did remember. it just, don't, just get soggy? Don't know. I mean, I'd say toenails fall off more often than fingernails do, but I think that's to do with they're further away and you're clumsier. I stub my toe a lot. I I don't go like two or three days without stubbing my toe. I've stubbed my toe on my other foot before, which is dumb. I get my foot trodden on quite a lot of jitsu, but yeah, well, I've that's just never trodden on my own foot. You're kind of walking into pain at a yeah. martial arts session. I so thought. it's something that when it gets hurt. 
falls off. So is it a bit like a porcupine quill? Would you not say a porcupine quill is a nail, as in it's uh, alpha keratin protein? I would call it an alpha keratin protein, obviously, Simon, because it is much like hair in that respect. Yeah, that's what I mean. Also, porcupines cannot throw their quills, much like, you know, we cannot throw our toenails. Well, you can. I think I'm, I'm not... I think if I've found a... a fundamental flaw in my theory. Yeah. If you cut your toenail, it could fly across the room. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. We can cut toenails. They, they can ping. They're deadly. Yeah, but we can't aim you them, never cut your toenails in public. Oh, can porcupines aim their quills, even though they can't do that anyway? It'd be great if they could, though, wouldn't it? Look. That wouldn't be great. It'd be terrifying. Can a hedgehog? I've picked up a hedgehog. They're spiky. Oh, I, I get I get a little bit discombobulated by hedgehogs. There's one that lives in our garden, and he just sort of wanders around, and it's like he's moving too slowly, but also too quickly at the same time. And it's just like it's just like watching a walking hairbrush, and it bothers me slightly. Well, like, it would bother if, you. if your hairbrush started walking, yeah, it would go. Ooh. I wouldn't brush my hair with a hair with a hedgehog. That would be madness. You look a bit like a hedgehog. You look a bit like. Sonic. I do. I am blue, blue hair. Yeah, if you have I'm blue more hair. like Knuckles. He was an echidna, I think. Or she was an echidna. Knuckles. Two Tails was a fox. Yeah. This is all very well. None of this is the opposite of a toenail, of course. No, okay, so. Is it not a soft protrusion? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that to sound dirty, but it did. But a soft, you know, because like a nail is a hard protrusion. So there's nothing funny about the phrase protrusion preceding the word soft or hard. Is it a, is it a boiled egg? That's not protrusion, is it? No, it's an extraction. That's an entire thing. Um, something that people paint, so it can't be something that people Ooh. paint. Something that falls off, so it can't be yeah. something... There's going to be something that stays on that people uh, don't paint. I know what it is. What? Leaves. Leaves fall off. Oh, yeah. Not, not on... It's um, be something that doesn't fall not off. Not on non-shedding trees. Well, no. All trees shed. It's just some are deciduous, so shed all at once. Uh, but all bricks. trees shed their leaves. Bricks. Yeah. Bricks fall off. People paint bricks. People paint bricks, too. That's true. Oh, Simon, you're rubbish at this. I, I say two things, and the only... <laughs> <laughs> I just suggest two things that don't, don't suggest fit the eggs criteria. either because people do paint eggs that is right. true they do so what else is unique about you got 10 of them oh, so, God. so you have 10 of you do not paint and falls off and stays on so it's not pubic hair no because you got more than 10 of those one hopes and also also they fall off and I suspect people do paint them or at least colour them mm. Maybe. Maybe. What have you got ten of? Um Oh pennies. It said pennies, not 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 anything else. Pennies. I'm not <laughs> talking about soft or hard protrusions anymore. Pennies. Okay, pennies. With the E is important in there. Yeah. if you think about the pennies, like they're they're sort of toenail shaped, sort of. They're almost completely pointless like toenails. Yeah, exactly. And they're a different colour. I would say like almost the opposite colour. Well, it depends what colour your nail bed is, I think. I mean, we're not talking about painted toenails at this point, but I'm going with pennies. That's my my. Why have you only got ten pennies? Is this because is this because you're feeling poor? Because I'm poor. poor. I'm very okay. poor. Yes. <laughs> I'd say porcupine quills. You decided yourself that a porcupine quill is very similar to a, a toenail. Well, effectively, toenails are just claws. Yes, that's true, yes. So what's the opposite of a claw? I suppose a webbed foot. Isn't it danger mouse? Is it danger mouse? Yes, yeah. the claw, danger mouse. I'd say post-it notes. Oh, post-it notes, because you stick them, you can... Yeah, yeah. And yeah you they don't can paint be colours. them, you write on them. They're happy colours, you're meant to peel them off. Yeah... And you don't ever write yourself notes on your toenails. The opposite of a toenail is a post-it note. 
I presume they're called post-it notes elsewhere in the world. Who knows? So, Hiel wants to know, what is the opposite of the Crab Nebula? Ooh, I don't know anything about the Crab Nebula. I will tell you. Can you tell me? According to Wikipedia, it is a supernova remnant in the constellation of Taurus. It was called the Crab Nebula by William Parsons, the third Earl of Ross, who observed it in 1840 using a 36-inch telescope and drew it in a manner that made it look a bit like a crab. Uh, It's got all sorts of different bits to it. Uh, it emits radiation. What doesn't? Spider-Man. Spider-Man doesn't exist, so how could he emit anything? Any paper he's printed on well, that's the emits paper. radiation. That's the paper, then, isn't it? Paper is Spider-Man. Spider-Man does not exist. He's a, he's a fictional thing. I can't believe you're ruining Christmas for everyone. No, Spider-Man doesn't come down your chimney to, to poo in your socks like Santa does. <laughs> By the way, Simon, if you want to call me, my number is plus Pawunga Rapatefumn. Pawunga That again sounds like a Richard Herring. Well, it's either Muj or Muk. The inner part of the nebula is a much smaller pulsar wind nebula that appears as a shell surrounding the pulsar. Is there a slug nebula? We don't know. So I'd say a slug is the opposite of a crab, just a lack of legs. Because you can get land crabs, but you can get sea slugs, you see. I think I think it's tricky because I don't know enough about astronomy. It could be one of those arms that you get, you know, when Ooh. you're at a really disappointing fun fair and you've got a bucket full of toys and you've got to try and grab the toy using this claw thing, which doesn't work. I'm going to extend that thought and say it's the extendable autonomous arm that comes out the back of the shuttle bay. Doubt it. That's all because that's an arm and not a claw. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, by the way, whilst we're thinking about this, we made a boo-boo the other week. A poo-boo? A boo-boo. We decided that uh, Lara Croft was the opposite of Indiana Jones. Or Indiana Jones was the opposite of... No, I I didn't say that. You wanted to say that. No, no, no. You decided that that they were the opposite of each other. But we'd already decided that Indiana Jones was the opposite of something already. What? Tony Robinson, which is true. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Which is yeah. true. So we, we, we've we got a little a little faux pas on our wiki on the website. So therefore, obviously, obviously Lara Croft's opposite has to be one of those big, slightly pervy archaeologists with the bad facial slash hair slash hat slash clothing who hang around the undergraduate archaeologist females a bit too closely and tell Tony Robinson's what's what. That's the opposite. But that Lara could Croft. also be Indiana Jones. That could be an accurate description of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Anyway, we're not doing that now. We've done it. You have globular galaxies, which might actually be the opposite of the Crab Nebula, thinking about it. I know what it is. What? The Galaxy Chocolate Bar. Done. In it. In it. Because that literally had nothing to do with space, but claims to have something to do with space in a weird, annoying way. I don't like Galaxy Chocolate. There's something slightly wrong with it. It's not as nice as other chocolate. There's no chocolate bar with a fishy context, is there? Is it fish food ice cream? Is it a fish food ice cream, which is kind of, if you look at it, being eaten alongside Galaxy Chocolate? Yeah, but who would do that? Milky Way? Milky Way. Of course it's a Milky Way. Now, in America, Milky Way is a different thing to what we have here. What is it in America? Right, so it's bigger. The American version was created by Mars in 1923. Also, the US version has a version that has caramel in it. So it's almost like a Mars bar at that point. Yeah. God, why are all the chocolate bars named after planets? Yeah, star bars. Yeah, that's in, weird. In star various bars. places, it comes in flavours of banana, mango, and strawberry. The Milky Way. 
strawberry milky way. That's better than mango. Well, exactly. Why would you want a fruity flavoured milky way? The only fruity flavoured thing is a Terry's chocolate orange, and that is the rule. That is the rule, or an arrow. And orange smarties just for the surprise. Yeah. Slash the expected surprise, which is the best sort of surprise. So our Milky Way, for Americans listening, our Milky Way is very similar to your Three Musketeers bar, apparently. Oh. I wrote a whole blog about all the chocolates mentioned in Seinfeld, so you should go look at that on my blog. <laughs> it's quite interesting, actually. And yet we wonder why Simon is poor. <laughs> Shut up. The opposite <laughs> of the Crab Nebula is the Milky Way bar. You now have a few seconds in which to plug your other podcasts. If you want to get fit, listen to One Fit Pod, the women's fitness podcast at womensfitnesspodcast.com. If you want to learn about history, you can visit the Zedlist Deadlist, zedlistdeadlist.com. And if you want to learn about how to clean your museum, go to the British Museum Membercast. Look up the British Museum's blog or just type in British Museum Membercast and you'll find the Libsyn page. That was this week's Seti Soppo where we figured out that the opposite of Gary Oldman is, of course, John Hurt. That the opposite of toenails is of course a post-it note and at the opposite of the giant crab nebula is a milky way bar anyway simon after snicker we're getting off topic bye-bye hello (laughs) 